Thank you, Richard. Yeah, we did have a wonderful week up at Nottingham at the National Leaders Conference. 117 vineyards in the UK now, soon to be many more, I'm sure. And it was a great joy to be there with the, the team and a, a bunch of Connect Group leaders and uh, well, some Connect Group leaders and, and various other ministry leaders. And we had a blast. And, and I, I, I honestly can say this to you that as a movement, because this vineyard church, you may not be aware of this, is part of a worldwide movement of vineyard churches. But this vineyard movement has never felt in better health than it is at the moment. I, I have to say, there was such energy, such innovation, creativity, a real entrepreneurial spirit in terms of, of extending the kingdom and breaking boundaries. And I love what Richard said then. I didn't know he was going to say that or do that. But this whole business of praying for the city, you know, praying for our businesses, praying for this nation, you know, asking really, you know, uh, trying to find out what are the dreams of the city and serving the city and getting out there in such a way as to, to be good news, salt and light and a city within a city, as it were, shedding abroad the love of Christ and his compassion and mercy. So wonderful, wonderful, uh, and do, as Richard has already said, do check out the uh, Vineyard Church's website. You can catch all the talks, or many of the talks there, and it really was a red letter day. A guy called Greg Thompson, thoroughly recommended. Uh, look at some of those talks, and, uh, and it will bless you. Well, today, I'm delighted to say, is what we have called in the past Volunteer Sunday. And uh, it's not a recruiting drive, it's a thank you day. You know, it's, uh, it really is an extraordinary thing that this place runs and manages to run week by week uh, as it does. I had to be here very early this morning for reasons I won't bother to, to, to go into, but I had to be very early, and I was still not the first here. And I thought I was going to be unlocking everything. I was not the first here. And this whole church, whether you, I don't know whether you realize that, you know, some of you know the history of this church. This was founded on volunteers. This church was founded, my family and I founded it 27 years ago, and nobody took a, a, a penny of any kind of remuneration or salary, uh, ourselves included, for the first 18 months or so. It was founded on volunteers, people like you and people, I can say, hand on heart like me, who are just willing to bust a gut, excuse the expression, to, to see the kingdom of God come in this unique fashion, in this vineyard way, and see whether it was meaningful to others. Well, clearly it is meaningful to others, thank God, you know. And things have moved on somewhat. But, I mean, we do, we, we are so grateful to our volunteers. Fliss and I, when we arrive on a Sunday, normally about quarter past nine, something like that, a whole host of activities have already taken place. And the first, the first indicator that somebody's done their job is that at the end of the road is a vineyard board, a vineyard sign. Somebody has brought that up there. And then as we come in, so we begin to see and are greeted by all manner of ministries. Let me just, somewhat breathtaking this, let me just read these. I, I just spent literally two minutes, I nearly, as I was about to run down here, uh, to, to, into the auditorium. I just jotted these things. We have the parking teams, the welcome teams, the ushers, the offering teams, the bookstall team, the ministry team, of course. Then, of course, there's the worship and the sound and the AV teams. There's the refreshments teams. There's the cafe teams. There's the children and the youth teams. There's the admin teams, finance teams, money management teams, all volunteers. Alpha team, we've heard a little bit about them. The feed ministry, those who 
who take food through there, those who sort food, those who give out food, those who process people as they come in, and those who represent people in various situations, our feed ministry. There's our connect group leaders, our hosts, our worship leaders, uh, our uh, our connect group leaders. There's our prayer ministry teams. There's fast prayer. There's extraordinary women. There's the toddlers on Tuesday. There's the building teams, people who help with with the maintenance and help with give of their time to, to clean and what have you. There's the, uh, the men's ministry, there's Ventureland, there's Vineyard Village, there's the communion team, the people who put all the communion stuff out on the, on the second Sunday in the month. There's the restore team, there's the money team, there's the willing cooks team, and so it goes on. Hundreds, not tens, hundreds of volunteers. And many of you are involved in that ministry. And I just would ask, we've already done something like this this morning, but would you please, if you are a volunteer, if you serve in some capacity at some point during our routine month, would you mind standing where you are now? We want to honor you. Just stand absolutely where you are. Up there on the balcony too. God bless you guys. That sums it up. We couldn't do church without you being the church. And in the... uh, in the way of this service so far, I've, I've tried to emphasize and communicate in my prayer and my sort of wrapping up of the worship time just how Jesus has set the way in all of this. You know, uh, one might imagine, and it's, it's quite easy to fall into this trap, that, that actually doing church is all about, you know, praying, preaching, worshiping, and rotors but actually it's so much more than rotors because it actually is a heart thing. The heart to serve is a recognition that we have been served. It's it's a response, it's not an initiative or just a, a, a desire to be a good person. It's a response because God himself has served us. And if we follow Jesus, if we dare to call ourselves disciples, and I encourage you to dare to call yourself a disciple because Jesus calls you friends and we are indeed disciples. But if we are going to do that, we have to at some point recognize that this is going to take time, energy, and money. This is going to cost us, and rightly so. It's going to cost us because it cost Christ everything, and we're called to follow him. He says, take up your cross. So any followership of Jesus is going to cost us. It is going to have an effect and impact. It's going to inconvenience us in some way if it's being done right. But it's not just all about cost because Jesus rose from the dead. There is a tremendous joy, a tremendous joy in learning to love one another. I mean, many of you know my story, but what I may not have always said was that I was a very individualistic sort of a person when I was in business. It was all about me and, by extension, my family. And coming into an inner city church, and that was the first church that we, uh, we joined when Jesus moved upon our lives. We gave up our business and all the rest, and we moved into inner city Leeds. And we, the environment we hated, the mess, the trash, the stress, the shouting in the streets, all this kind of stuff, was very foreign to us. We'd lived in three quarters of an acre in a detached house in, in, in the beautiful edge of the Yorkshire Dales. That's what we had when we were in business. But what God did there was that as the local community served us, as they 
ministered to us, as they overcame our prickliness, and as they modeled on a day-to-day basis, if you like, Jesus serving us, it melted our hearts, and we began to become less individualistic, and we began to become more otherly, and we began, God began to prepare us before this ministry, this role I have now, to, to, to be able to embrace this wonderful community that God calls church. And I want to remind us, and some of us may have not heard it before, but I just want to remind us of a particular occasion in the life of ministry of Jesus. And uh, if you've got a smart device or a Bible with you, it will come up on the screen. Uh, Let's just look, please, at uh, John chapter 13, where Jesus, we're told, washes his disciples' feet. Now, we could spend a long time on this, and I'm not going to. I'm just going to pull out one or two points, but you'll get the gist. And please be ready to be shocked again, shocked afresh by the servant heart of Jesus. We need to be shocked by that. So it was, verse 1, chapter 13, John's Gospel. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. And Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you really going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you'll not wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. And when he finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand? what I have done for you. Let the Spirit impress that upon you now. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Doing service, serving in the church, but actually beyond that, because this is just the tip of the iceberg. Being part of a community that not just learns to love one another and serve one another, but serves in the community out there, is more than, as I've already said, being nice. 
It's about being a follower of Jesus. Learning to love is not just learning to love one another, but it's learning to love the community in which we serve. That's why we take upon ourselves their concerns. We meet them where we are, and we look for ways to serve them and be good news, always being ready to give an account for the hope that is within you. What is it about you? Why are you, why are you doing this? Why are you helping? That's the opportunity, that's the invitation, because I'm a follower of Jesus. Phyllis and I pulled into a petrol station on Friday. As I was getting my petrol, I caught out of the corner of my eye a woman trying to get her petrol cap off. And she slammed the petrol thing shut, and then she ran and sat in the passenger seat of her car. And as I'm filling, it's taking an awful long time when the money's cranking up. As I'm filling it, I see that she gets on the phone and she's obviously distraught. She can't speak to whoever she's speaking to. The next thing, she reaches for the manual and she's doing like that. And, and uh, I went and paid for my petrol and I pulled out and then I just felt the Lord say, go and speak with her. And so I walked, pulled the car over on the, on the courtyard, went and knocked on the window. And she said, what? And I said, yeah, that's nice. Well, this is the way the world is. I said, can I help you? And she, she teared up and she said, I feel such an idiot. I feel such an idiot. I can't get the petrol cap off. It's a new car. I mean, I feel it. I said, don't worry. And as she got up, I touched her on the arm, a little bit bold perhaps. I said, it's all right, it's all right. And I went round and I said, you really have to push it and then twist. And it was very stiff. She said, it's a new car. I've not done this before. I said, it's all right. She said, I feel in it. I said, it's okay. And I touched her on the arm again. And she relaxed. You see, we're the people that go into the world and wash feet and serve and say, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. And that was the end of it. We're called to serve, not just do the leader of the group a favor. It's not, we're not doing favors, we're followers, and there's a difference. Now, Felicia and I, we would love to just, we'd love to wash all the volunteers' feet, but it's not possible, nor is it desirable, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Never know, you know. <laughs> but we will do. We will wash a couple of people's feet. So if you're a volunteer and are willing to have your feet washed just so that we can model something, would you just raise your hand now? So thank you, every single one of you who volunteers and serves in this church. It's more than a favor. It's because you're a follower. And followers of Christ do what Christ did. And Jesus said of himself, I came to serve, not to lord it over like the Gentile kings. I come to serve. And we learn how to serve one another here, and we learn how to serve in the community so that we can be the salt and the light that Jesus intends us to be. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, and I'll finish with this if the 
band would like to come up again. Thank you, Cheeto. I'll just find this. She'll come up on the screen. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. God bless you guys, and thank you. Would you mind standing? It would actually be remiss of me not to say that if, if you feel prompted to serve some more, give more of your time, or start serving because you're new to the church or for whatever reason, you can go online to the vineyardchurch.co.uk forward slash volunteers, or in fact, there is an involved desk at the back. You can find out about the many opportunities to serve if that's something that you feel prompted to do this morning. Billy Graham used to say, and I heard him say it personally, impression without expression leads to depression. So if what you've heard today has impressed you in some way, made an impression upon you, it's remiss of me to not give you a means to express something in that. So those are opportunities. Father, thank you again for your servant heart. And thank you, Jesus, that you came to serve. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here to serve and to enable us to serve. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus.